Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Tuesday night, December 6th. A little bit after 9 o'clock on the fan. Keith McPherson checking right back in. Joining me is Julian Guillarte. My guy, he's self-made. Uh, him and I kind of came up around the same time in the last few years. Yankees Twitter, just covering the Yanks, going to games. Um, he also covers the Somerset Patriots. I mentioned uh, he's got his own podcast, his own thing called Out in the Field, and he also works with Grunt Talks MLB. It's at Julian Guillarte one on Twitter. He's got 16,000 followers, and he's out there right now in San Diego at the winter meetings. Julian, what's up, Jules? Steve, thank you so much for the great intro. Uh, I'm really happy to be on, and it's been a crazy day. we got a lot of things to discuss. I'm looking forward to it. So how was the trip out there? How was the flight out there? I'm sure the weather is nice. Let's start there. Well, it's not as warm as it normally is, but it's still better than being out in the east, obviously. I got here late Saturday night, so my time clock was a little messed up the last two days, but now I'm finally adjusted. It's just crazy the three-hour difference and everything. Good. I, I told people on Friday, like, the winter meetings start, but, like, Tuesday into Wednesday is when we really start cooking. So, obviously, there, mm-hmm. you know, there's the, the MLB draft lottery and then the Hall of Fame stuff. So, what were what, what the first couple of days uh, filled with for you? What did you do the first couple of days, Sunday and Monday? Well, Sunday, we kind of just settled in a little bit. Um, like you said, that's a, like a transitional day. Not too much happens. Uh, they had a contemporary ballot, so Fred McGriff got elected into the Hall of Fame. That was a good moment for him, and everyone's kind of just getting warm, like kind of just settling in. Um, not, no transactions that day, obviously. And then, I guess, you know, you had the DeGrom news going in, and, uh, I mean, we started getting news yesterday of signings and then into today, which, um, you know, everybody heard about Trey Turner and now Cody Bellinger. And uh, Justin Verlander news hit Monday. So what was the reaction around some of that? Uh, Monday was pretty crazy. I had a good feeling Verlander was going to get signed yesterday because that was the buzz. Um, people were saying the night before they thought he was the first guy to go potentially. Then Monday morning I was up here early setting up and I heard someone say he's going to sign today. And I put the tweet out, he's probably signing today. <laughs> a few hours later he signed in the Mets and uh it's, I'm curious how the reaction was out there, too. But it was pretty crazy, and that was a good way to get things started out here. Yeah, Jock Peterson, uh, Cody Bell, not Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger, 
Uh, who else was signed? Andrew Heaney, Josh Bell. Some names have come off the board, but the big name hasn't come off the board. The Yankees also signed Tommy Canely today. That's cool and all, but the holdup is around Judge. So go ahead and tell the folks what it was like when John Heyman <laughs> oh, put God. that tweet out, which was incorrect, <laughs> which was jumping the gun. And, and in this culture that we're in, in Twitter, everybody's trying to be first, even if they're wrong. Uh, tell us what that was like when everyone around there saw the Heyman tweet and uh, the place started buzzing. Okay, well, it's actually really funny you mentioned that because I was live with Sandy when this happened on our OTF Twitter and everything out in the field, and um, we see the tweet come out from Heyman saying that he was going to go to the Giants. It was looking good, but then I cautioned her, and I was like, this kind of happened with Garrett Cole in 2019. He said that it looked like the Angels were getting Cole, and then the Yankees ended up getting him, so I was kind of like, all right, but then everyone was going crazy. In the lobby, it seems like they was gaining traction. Then people were having reports that they were saying he was going to the Giants in the lobby. A Giants reporter said that separate from Heyman, so I was getting pretty nervous. And you saw Michael Kay calling to the hot stove show or whatever and say that Judge was still in play for the Yankees. And I know Curry said they were, he was still on the board, too. Like, he's doing his show up here. So it was a crazy scene when that happened. But it's kind of seemed to settle down. But it feels like something's lurking still. Where, where's John Heyman? Is he in hiding? Is he uh, in his room by himself? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I've seen him so much, too. It's so funny. Like, I see him all the time, like, daily. But, like, um, he then breaks Cody Bellinger. That did turn out to be correct. So he got a small redemption token there. But um, I'll have to catch up with him later. I'll have to see what's going on with him. Yeah, now I'm glad you mentioned Garrett Cole, right? I mentioned that, too, with the Angels, right? We were thinking that the Angels were going to put up the money and we, I literally went to sleep the night Garrett Cole was signed thinking, ah, Hal's not going to go that many years or that much money. It is what it is. We're going to miss out on him. But that was not true. Uh, I think with Judge, a lot of Yankees fans are starting to pivot now, right? They're starting to pivot to, well, what do we do if Judge is leaving? And then there's also a line of thought that Judge used the Yankees to drive up the price on San Francisco. He's already one foot out the door. Everybody knows that there. Like, that's why this rumor started uh, where, where there's smoke, there's arson. And uh, arson judge is pretty much already uh, going that way. And the Yankees right now, in my opinion, right, I think the Yankees are trying to use their power. I think the Yankees have been very transparent about not talking to Judge, not having anything set up with Judge. Is Judge out there? That was a rumor, too, that Judge was going to show up at the winter meetings today. I'm still trying to figure that out. I saw someone post that he was coming soon recently. I think it was like a half hour ago. It might it technically should be around this time, maybe. I'll have to keep an eye out for that, obviously. I haven't seen him. I mean, I'm sure he'd be hitting almost and, like, going secretly or something. But, like, um, I'll definitely try to see what ends up happening with that. I'm curious to see because that was something that caught me off guard yesterday, too. They were saying that he had a meeting plan to come out here, and the Yankees had no idea he was coming, and there was, like, no negotiations more, but they've been talking in a certain sense. Like, that was a weird thing, too. Like, yeah. there was some strange vibes around it. Then you see we're interested in Brandon Nimmo all of a sudden. I said that was interesting timing, like, trying to say, oh, we could go get Nimmo or something. Because I spoke to Boris about Nimmo today, and he told me to ask Cashman about that. I asked if there was sincere interest or just a backup plan for Judge. Yeah, so I saw you. You were front and center with Scott Boris. You were, like, right underneath him to the right. He's always got some quotables. He's trying to sell Carlos Correa. <laughs> yeah. and the rumors are him going to the Dodgers, even though we know there's some beef, some hatred there, similar to Yankees fans that uh, mm -hmm. have some beef with him. What are you thinking about the Carlos Correa market and, and Boris out there trying to sell his guys? 
I, that someone did bring that up, the Dodgers question, actually. That's a good talking point. And he said that they should be over and that they should just view him as a good player and all that. Um, Minnesota has met with Correa here, I'm pretty sure. I think maybe yesterday that happened. So it seems like the Cubs and uh, Twins are in the running for Correa right now. Maybe the Angels make a play. You know, the Padres have been snipping around shortstops. They had a higher offer for Trey Turner, but he still went to Philly. So they're looking at Bogarts, too, maybe. Yeah, I think that was interesting today. We... We find out that Trey Turner signs 11 years, $300 million to go to Philly. That's where he wanted to go. That's where it was rumored right away, Philadelphia. And that means he leaves $42 million on the table. Hey, I mean, I said earlier, $300 million and $342 million. You can't spend that in your lifetime. If you're trying to spend that, you can't spend like $300 million is $300 million. It's about where yeah. you want to be. So I think that applies to Judge too, right? If Judge really wants to go home and be in San Francisco, he's now driven the price up to 360. Who knows where the Yankees are, but I don't know if you agree with this. I think now is the Yankees' time to strike. It's been mm-hmm. hours now. We're coming up on four hours now since the fake report or the incorrect report. I think the Yankees got to be trying to get in touch. If they're not already in touch, I think they are. But they got to be trying to get their offer up there. And I think it's like this, bro. Like, <laughs> if he did drive the price up and ultimately he wants to go, go. But I don't I don't think that's true. I think he's already set up here with the Yankees, with this team in New York. But he just wants respect from the Yankees. He wants money. The Yankees got to put respect on his name. And I think now is the time that they swoop in. And if it goes through this whole night without any news, I think it's in the favor of the Yankees. But there's also a school of thought that the Yankees could step out of this how are you feeling? What are you thinking? Seeing people in there, uh, seeing in people in the hotel there, and being in conversation because I think this is odd that now four hours has gone by since this uh, false report, and we haven't got any other update. Yeah, so I, here's what I think with that. I think the 360 is a perfect number. That's what I was saying for these past few days. I think if it goes any higher than that, I can respect the Yankees being out honestly because that's a lot of money to give. You could give nine for 360, 40 million a year. I think that's good enough, honestly. If he wants to stay, that's a good enough offer to keep him in New York, in my opinion. I feel like that number is realistic, but at the same time, numbers always go up, Like it could be higher than that. Like People have been floating around the idea of 10 for 400, like maybe it gets to that point. Um, like Garrett Cole, we thought it was going to be eight years, maybe like 260 or 270, it ends up being like nine for 324. Yeah, but win. I do think the Yankees need to strike within the next day or two. Otherwise, I don't, I don't really know how it's going to go down, but I feel like tomorrow you might see something. I feel like today... I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to happen today. To win, you got to blow these guys away with the offer. That's how I, I think the Rangers got DeGrom. It's like, okay, you, you went above and beyond. Years and money signed. Uh, with, with Cole, it was like, okay, they, they topped the Angels offer. He wanted to be a Yankee. Grew up a Yankee fan. Signed. Done. With Judge, I think it's got to be like, hey, decision-making time. Do you really want to go that go home that bad if the money is there? And I think the Yankees are putting the money there. Breaking news, which you're probably hearing or looking around, Jeff Passan just reported, this is for Mets fans, well, not for Mets fans, but a former Met, Taiwan Walker signs a deal with the Philadelphia Phillies for four years and $72 million. So as you're thinking about who's going to pitch for the Mets and be in their rotation, okay, they, they got AR, AARP, they got the senior citizens at the top. Taiwan Walker comes off the board. He's not coming back. Let's see what they do next. Um, what are you thinking about Carlos Rodon for the Mets or the Yankees? 
Okay, um, that's a very good topic. I wanted to get to Rodon, and my good friend Patrick Dazzo actually asked for us about Taiwan Walker today, um, and he said the market was very strong. He had a lot of teams. At 29 years old, he felt he could still do a good deal. Four for 72 is a little bit surprising for me, but this pitching market's really been high. Like you're seeing that boy get 10 million bucks, you're seeing Eflin get 13. Like it's it's out of control right now, but. For Rod Zone, the Yankees are very much in play. Forrest gave me a very interesting call on Rod Zone. He said there's no shallow how and the Yankees are in the affinity pool. Like, he was going through all these different pools, like the shallow ends, like going through all these different analogies. Like, you know how Boris loves to talk. Yep. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, you know, Paulie just said this in my ear. He's like, Taiwan Walker's a three or four. He's a third or fourth starter getting $72 million for four years. Like, there is money being thrown around. I mean, the Phillies don't care. The Phillies, the Phillies got to a World Series and lost. They're going for it. The, the Astros won the World Series, and they go out and sign an MVP. They're going for it. Teams are going for it. You expect the New York Yankees, who were one of those Final Four teams, to start going for it, but they can't because they got to figure out whether they're putting $370 million into Judge or more. Yeah, so for Rodzone, I've heard that the Yankees could end up doing both, Rodzone and Judge. It seems like it's a realistic plan. It's tough to go get Rodzone right now if you don't know what's going on with Judge, though. And if you lose Judge, I feel like you have to get him. Like, that has to be the first thing you do. And then Nimmo, I would do Rodzone and Nimmo and get started with that. Maybe do an infielder and the shortstop, get creative with the trades or something. You've got you to compensate somehow. So that's yeah. what my plan B would be. But I want Rod Zone either way. And I think it could happen. Maybe Rod Zone, maybe that's why he hasn't been signed yet. And I don't think he's going to be a Met because they've already invested $100 million in three pitchers. Like, how much more are they going to go? Yeah, I think I they're mean, looking crazy, at uh, Kodai Senga next. I saw the Mets are in on him. Okay, last thing uh, for you here. The, the, the San Francisco Giants go out and sign Mitch Hanniger, right? So they're making yeah. moves for their, their outfield. And Jeff Passan was sure to write that this doesn't take them out of the Aaron Judge sweepstakes. But you're seeing they're still making a move, right? They're still adding to the team. They probably are trying to show Judge, hey, we are adding talent. Uh, we want to win here. If you had to guess, is there a move that the Yankees make tonight if this Aaron Judge sweepstakes lingers into tomorrow, which I think there's a real possibility it does? I think so, too. I'm trying to think. It's tough. I mean, we got Tommy Canely back today. I think that's a nice little start. Obviously, that's not going to move the needle crazily, but I think it's a solid move that can go into the radar. Boone said he thinks he's fully back healthy, by the way. So that Yankee fans are like hearing that. Um, if there's a move to make, I want to say Rod Zone. I mean, I think maybe maybe you got to maybe bring Benny back or something. That's just one thing that's on my mind right now. I mean, Yoshida, the Japanese guy, has just been posted. So he's in the process of that happening. But I don't think you could sign him tonight. So if you were going to give me a move tonight, I guess it's Ben and Tenny. Unless they want to shock the world or go, go get Rod Zone before they sign Judge. Yeah, or they could shock the world and trade Josh Donaldson. That'd be lit. Uh, last or question trade for you. Brian Reynolds, maybe. <laughs> Brian Reynolds, yeah. <laughs> Brian Reynolds is another name out there. I saw the Rockies and someone else, but, I, I mean, I, I think the Pirates are going to fleece whoever they make a trade with for him because he's got a couple mm -hmm. more years uh, of service time. All right, last question for you because you did just speak with Aaron Boone. What is the one nugget you want to share with us? What's the one line or answer or thing you got from Boone that you'd like to share with WFAN and the listeners? I would say that he really didn't want to talk about the world without Aaron Judge. It seemed very, he didn't want to like go through the scenarios of the Yankees not having Judge. I felt like that was very noteworthy. Like you can tell how much it means to him, and he just doesn't want to like think about the Yankees without him. So I, I really think they're going to do everything they can and still give like a very competitive offer. Hopefully, it's good enough, and we find out in the next day or two. Good. So the Yankees manager does not even want to speak 
to potentially losing Aaron Judge. The Yankees manager doesn't want to even acknowledge the fact that John Heyman put that out there and people are saying, oh, it's done. Because the Yankees are trying to retain their player. Jules, thanks for the time, bro. Keep working hard out there. I'm proud of you. And uh, enjoy the rest of the winter meetings and your time in San Diego. Thank you so much for having me on. We'll be in touch. I'll give you some info if I get anything. Uh, my line's always open for you, and I'm really thankful that you let me come on. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this little segment we did. Awesome. Julian Guillarte out in the field. Grunt Talks MLB. He's a young reporter coming up in the game. Self-made, like I said. He was grinding. I remember years ago, he messaged me on LinkedIn for advice, and I wasn't where I wanted to be yet, but I just told him, man, work, put in the work, put in the time, keep going, take every opportunity that you can get. And I'm proud to see that, you know, he's credential media now and he's out there at the winter meetings. I've never been to the winter meetings. My guy, Mike, texts me, hey, you coming out? He works for MLB uh, doing venture capitalist stuff. And I'm like, bro, I've never been to the winter meetings. I've been trying to go out for years, just never figured it out, never lined it up and never really had like a main reason or purpose for going one day i'll go but it's fun it's the most wonderful time it's december and baseball is hot in the streets man people are talking about baseball keith mcpherson on the fan 877-337-6666 when we come back i don't have any guests lined up i want to talk to you i promise i'll say less call me up and let's get into the conversation around aaron judge the san francisco giants the new york yankees other potential free agent signings, what moves are to come for the Yankees if they do sign Judge, if they don't sign Judge, what are you thinking, how are you feeling at this point now? It is four hours since John Heyman fooled the world, deleted those tweets, and now we're just kind of in no man's land waiting for updates. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
It's your turn to cause trouble. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Right back at it, man. Not going to waste any time as the baseball world and the winter meetings waste all of our time here in New York waiting to find out if Aaron Judge is actually going to San Francisco or if he's making the smart move and taking the money from the Yankees, the, the price that he drove all the way up to stay right here, be the next captain, and fight the rest of his career to win a World Series and be a legend in Yankee lore. That That's what the guy's got to be thinking. You stay a Yankee, you finish what you started, or you could go start over over there. I don't think the price is going to be too much different. I think the Yankees have put respect on his name. I feel like they're working right now. Let's get right to the phones. Thanks for calling the fan. Brian is out in Los Angeles. What's up, Brian? How you doing, Keith? I'm all well, right, man. Waiting. How you doing? Yeah, I've waiting. Been listening. I'm in the same boat. Just want to say straight up, uh, listen to your podcast and the Bernie episode was great. And of course, you do a great job with this show. Thank you. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I lived in San Francisco 14 years. I started going to games at uh, Candlestick, and then they opened Pac Bell. And I went to uh, the Yankees, played, uh, I think, the second game ever there. It was like a uh, um, preseason. But anyway, huge Yankees fan, always have been. And uh, <clears throat> like San Francisco is a fair weather baseball town. It's like there's no way that he would go there and have the same cachet or the same legend. And, you know, I mean, it's his right, of course, but uh, his, the, the whole legend of Judge will, like, change so much over the next 10 years. I mean, if he stays in New York, you know, he hit 62 home runs, number 99 in right field. He's going he's gonna to retire a legend almost no matter what happens at this point. Right. If he goes to San Francisco, he's going to be – I mean, the fan base change. They're so fickle. I mean, the people move in and out of the city so much. I'm sure it was different with, you know, McCovey and Mays and stuff over, you know, 60 years ago. But it's just like it's, it's a different a time now. Yeah, it's a different time oh. now. If Judge wants to go back for his own dreams to be a legend in his own mind over there for his family, great. But we all know he can get it done here in New York. He can build on this historic season he had. And if he wins one World Series in the next nine years of his contract, he's immortalized. He's already immortalized, but he's immortalized as far as being like a walking, living legend. He will never pay for a beer in New York City. He will never pay for another dinner. He is the man here if he wins a World Series here, and that's way bigger than winning one for San Francisco. If he even sniffs a different one. different baseball vibe there. Completely different. Great call. Thanks for the Los Angeles West Coast chime in, Brian, and thanks for the compliments. Brian listens to BXB, a podcast with myself and Sweeney Murdy. If you like Yankees baseball and guys that talk about Yankees baseball, completely different. I'm the fan. I'm the host on the fan. I bring the approach of the fan that sits in the bleachers, sits at the games, that vantage point. Sweeney has been covering the Yankees for decades. He is very calculated and measured. That's what I like to say about Sween Dog. I just think that he's smart, and I think that the way he goes about covering the Yankees and his responses are very thoughtful. Me, I just say what I feel. And I think together on the podcast is a good combination of, you know, realistic thoughts and 
uh, realistic ideas from Sweeney, and then me just saying, no, sign Aaron Judge, give him all the money, you know, that type of vibe. So check out BXB. It's a podcast on Odyssey, and uh, we'll have a new episode probably tomorrow morning. We thought tonight would be the night. It still could be the night. It's 9.30 here in the East. Out West, they have been sitting around for four hours trying to figure out where Aaron Judge is going. I think people thought that San Francisco was a done deal, and they got a little bit of a temperature check on that, and I think the Yankees stepped in and said, hold on, hold on, we're not going out like that. So we don't know. We wait. Steve is on Long Island. You got it, Steve. Hey, Keith. Thanks for taking me on your show, and I like your pragmatic, even-keel approach on virtually any topic, so that's why I enjoy listening to you. Thank you. I hope you give me a few minutes because I'm very passionate about what I'm about to say. I've been a Yankee fan since I was a kid, and Judge, you'd want him to the rest of your life as you would with the Mickey Mantle or any of the legends that there were previously. But the problem that I have is if it is about money, some people say it is, some people say, no, he wants to go home. I mean, Joe DiMaggio is from San Francisco, I believe. He didn't get tarnished because he stayed on the East Coast his whole life. So that, to me, is nonsense. What do I want to? I want to be a cop when I was a kid or a fireman. So what? I never was one. Does that mean I'm less? You know. So to say he wants to follow his youth, that's ridiculous. But where I'm passionate about is the money. You know, I remember when the planes hit in 9/11. The athletes came forward and said, "Shows you what really." They were all humble for a nanosecond. They said, "Oh Jesus, you know, this is what really his life is all about, and we're nothing and everything like that." That lasted a nanosecond. Then what happened? Their greedy heads popped up again. They refuse hundred million dollar contracts, two hundred million, three hundred million, etc. I have one question for the audience: Who's paying for this? We are. Now, my children are no longer, you know, of you know, ten, twelve years of age. But when they were, I always said, "Daddy, could you take us to the Yankee game?" Sure. If I had to do that today, five, me, my wife at the time, my two children, five, six, seven hundred dollars to go out for three hours of entertainment. I got news for you. I don't make five, six, seven hundred dollars an hour, so that I really can't afford that. But yet, that's what they go because they command and demand this kind of money. Well, let me ask them one question: What do you think really important people are worth? How about the scientists that came up with vaccines to cure the pandemic or the uh, the drugs to cure you so that you weren't going to die? You know, Dr. Jonas Salk cured polio single-handedly. Do you think he was worth hundreds of millions of dollars? I doubt it. But these guys, because they put a bat on the ball or a ball on a hoop or a puck in the net, they command and demand big money. Yet important people that really do stuff for you, what do they get? Don't get me wrong. I like to watch sports. I'm a big sports fan. I always enjoy, you know, seeing it play at its finest. But what these guys do for a living, we... You know, we, me, you, and everybody else does it for exercise. Of course, they do it for a higher level. But, I mean, they're not doing something so sensational, like I said, you know, extending life. The doctor, when you get a heart attack or a, a, a stroke, they save you. All this guy does is entertain you, and they command and demand stupid money to the point where the average person can't even afford it. I think it's terrible that they're that greedy because, like you said, what are they going to do with $300 million that they're not going to do with 360 or 400 Nothing. They're not going to spend it in their lifetime. But they want to play this hostage game. Oh, we're holding you hostage. You came up with more money or I'm leaving. Huh? You know, when I worked, okay, I retired. But when I worked, whatever they paid us, fine. And we lived with it. And we made nowhere near $30, 35 $40 million a year. 
So I think it's terrible that it went to their head, anybody in the entertainment field, not just athletes, whether it's uh, people in the movies, people on stage, they want more than what the average public who's paying for them could afford to pay for. And I think it's terrible that we allowed it to spiral out of uh, control. There is a pandemic in the U.S., but I don't think it's the, so much COVID. It's greed. And I think that somehow or another should be pushed back and curtailed. Otherwise, everybody's going to be priced out of business just to get a couple of hours of entertainment, you know, once a week at a ballpark or a couple hours, uh, a few days a week on, on television. Thanks for the call, Steve. Uh, I'm not in the camp of these guys make too much money. I understand that the owners make too much money. So it is hard for me to look at the owners, right, who locked out the players last year and say they're greedy. It's the business of baseball. It is what it is. I can't hit 62 home runs. I can't throw with accuracy. I, like Aaron Judge is a freak. And I'm not going to stand up here tonight and act like he's worth 360. Nobody is worth 360 million. Whether you cured cancer, AIDS, whatever, nobody is worth that much money. But that is the business. They are making that much money that they can afford to play players that. And the players fought for this. They fought for free agency. They fought to have the right to be able to choose their team and get the max money. And they owe it to the players coming after them. Not all baseball players get to do this. It is rare. It is so rare. Not all baseball players get to play. Like, there's how many stories do you hear about guys that are stuck in the minors? Aaron Judge is a one of one. And that's why he's going to get paid like no one else has gotten paid. I'm not in the camp of, like, and I understand, but, you know, before this year, when I was going to games, I was always looking at resale markets. I was always texting people that had tickets. I was doing everything. When I was broke, I was still going to Yankees games. I was spending my last dollars at the stadium. I get that. But I never once looked at it like they don't deserve it. It is entertainment. It entertains us. It makes us feel a certain kind of way. We choose to put our money into there. Nobody's forcing us, right? There's 50,000 seats in that place. There's different people in them. The Yankees, they're never going out of business. COVID hit, and we weren't allowed to go into the stadium, and they still made money other ways. They'll never tell us. They'll they'll pretend like uh, they took a huge hit that year and uh, you know try and factor that into why they don't spend on free agents. But look at this. Aaron Judge, their own guy, is a free agent. And I think they're willing to go over the $350, $360, $370 million mark for him because they understand he is a huge part of the brand and the business. He did work. Like It's hard for me to say Aaron Judge isn't worth that money. I watched the guy show up day in and day out and produce. I watched the guy carry the team. I watched the guy move over and play center field. I watched the guy carry himself in the right way. Never get in trouble. Never say the wrong thing in the media. The guy says he's the best player on the planet by accident. M- meant to say best team on the planet, and that's the biggest thing anyone could say. Oh, got him. He misspoke. It's like they made this guy in a lab. He's 6'7", 260, hits bombs, has a cannon arm. He's a rare individual, and you know what? He's got a rare story, too, and I remember you know, tipping my cap to uh, his parents, the judges, they raised him. You know, they're getting some of this money too. I can't, I can't say that, you know, it, it, they're not worth the money. These guys worked. 
to earn that money, and it's the business of baseball, and they owe it to everyone else to drive the price up. Paulie and I are sitting here looking at Taiwan Walker getting $18 million a year for four. Like, what? <laughs> Taiwan Walker to, from 9-9 to the other 9-9. I didn't think anybody was paying him that much. No, it's a ridiculous amount of money for Taiwan Walker. But to his credit, if that's what if that's what the marker calls this for. This is a guy that no one signed a couple years ago. Right. He wasn't even, like, no one wanted him. Yeah, and now look, he turned into, he changed his life. But if this is the market, if this is capitalism, right? Yeah. If this is straight, this is the definition of capitalism. You are worth what someone is willing to, to pay, pay for you. you. Yeah. That, and that's the bottom line. That's for sports. That's for watching content. That's for the content that... That Odyssey puts out, for Entercom puts out, for music, TV, whatever it is, you're worth what someone is willing to pay for you. No salary cap in baseball. That's another reason why I can't look at these the the contracts and say like we've seen it before. I remember thinking Giancarlo Stanton's contract when he signed out with the Marlins. I'm like, that's insane. <laughs> of big, course, three hundred and twenty-five million. I'm like, what are the Marlins thinking? The first one for, for that me many years was uh, the A Rod for Rangers. Go for two fifty-two. The A Rod contract. We're like, what? That'll never be topped. It'll be decades before they top that. No, it's been it's 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 bananas. And just for reference, the highest-paid hockey player right now maybe gets eleven and a half or twelve million a year. Because and those the, deals are now some of those deals are seven and eight years, but. There's a reason why that's so much lower, because the market dictates that baseball players, that baseball contract specifically with media, with channels, they make more yes. money than hockey. Yeah. The There's NBA, that much the, national interest, global interest. It's built in. The NBA cap is going up in a year or two years. What does that mean? That means seventh or eighth guys on a bench are going to be getting $25 million a year, and people are going to go nuts when that happens. People are going to go nuts when that happens. And it's and it's not because of their skill. It's because the it's the business. The it's, business. The money goes up, which means contracts nobody go Nobody talks up. about these owners, right? What's Hal Steinbrenner worth? What's he good at? Does he hit baseballs? He was just born into it. He's worth billions. Nobody's talking about. Ah, I can't go to Yankee Stadium and buy a chicken bucket and give that money to Hal. No, it is what it is. Let's take another call before we go to break. Dan is on Long Island. What's up, Dan? You're on the fan. Hi, how are you? Uh, well, before you start comparing to Mantle and Jeter winning the World Series, he's got to hit the 200 he's been hitting in the postseason the last few years. Uh, only, one, the only way, and I don't mean to cut you off, the only way you compare Judge to those guys is for the era of fans. Like he And, and I've, I've never compared him to Jeter or, or Mantle as far as winning championships. You can't. He hasn't even been to a World Series. But for these young kids who I see online, who I see in the stadium, they they didn't watch Jeter. They didn't watch Mantle. Judge is their everything. He is oh, their God. Yankee. He is their guy. And they saw him break a historic record. I mean, that's close enough to them, you know, as seeing a, a Yankee win a World Series. That's what they're holding on to right now. Okay, just two more things, if I may. Uh, judge, uh, excuse me, um, you got to blame us if he leaves. You got to blame us on Cashman. I mean, I saw that Time article, and uh, you know, he broke a promise of not disclosing the offer. I mean, as trivial that's, as that sounds, I mean, that seemed to really upset Judge. And they gave this guy a four-year extension to top that. I mean, that's a fireable offense. If Judge leaves because of that, I, I, I mean, that could be the tiebreaker right there. You're right. I mean, you are a hundred percent correct. But the Yankees do not operate like that. Thank you for the call, Dan. But 
I already told you that's Brian Cashman Steinbrenner. I'm sure Hal knew. I will never forget it. And I know Tiki and Tierney won't forget it because they were hosting at the Hard Rock on opening day. I'm driving to the stadium to go join them to say what's up, celebrate. Hey, opening day. Happy New Year. That's what we call it for the bleacher creatures. Bleacher creatures, I'll see y'all Friday. I'll never forget driving to the stadium and being like, wait, what? Why is Judge speaking right now? He's meeting the media? He didn't sign? They put the number out there and you could tell Judge was bothered. I remember him talking about, yeah, I got I to gotta go warm up. I, it was like an hour before first pitch. And I remember thinking that was not done in, like, good negotiation. Like, like, that's not how you treat a guy like Aaron Judge who means so much to your organization. You don't throw his personal business out there on opening day. It soured a moment. I mean, we end up getting the, the walk-off win, but it kind of soured things. It's like weird energy going into that game. Okay, Judge doesn't sign. And now, look, of course, they're going to make it known now. We got a bone to pick with Cashman. We wanted to keep it private, and he didn't. Is it a fireable offense that your GM leaked that information as a negotiation tactic and it backfired? Is it a fireable offense? No, because Brian Cashman can't be fired from the Yankees. He's the only GM. Like, <laughs> I told you that. Keep McPherson on the fan, man. Let's keep it going. 877-337-6666. Right back after this. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan. 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. The time is flying by. KM to AM. We're on the other half of the show at this point. Keep McPherson on the fan. This has been anticlimactic. <laughs> I know I still have two hours left, but I really thought I was saying last night on my quick hit, uh, right before Monday Night Football, I'm like, we will celebrate tomorrow. It's getting done tomorrow. Aaron Judge will sign with the Yankees. At the winter meetings, Tuesday night, I'm on for five hours. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then you get this fake news <laughs> at like 5.30. And here we are approaching 10 o'clock and nothing. So what's up? What's going on? The people I'm talking to, nobody knows. And I, I'm talking to people. I work at MOB Network. I'm talking to people that are out there. I think now it doesn't happen tonight. I think tomorrow is the last day. We can expect something to happen tomorrow, maybe. But you can't have John Heyman. And that's like, you know, I, I, I respect John. I know John Boy hates John, uh, John Heyman. I, I got to actually haven't looked at that because I was listening to Carton and Roberts and talking about John Boy filming John Heyman. When I worked at John Boy Media, John Boy went out of his way to let it be known that he's not a John Heyman fan. And... Uh, <laughs> Heyman's got to, like, you know, you got to just use Twitter better or differently. You can't have, uh, you can't have, now I'm seeing a video on John Boy's Twitter of John Heyman, like, yikes. Talk about being on an island by yourself, being just, like, ostracized and just feeling like an idiot. The biggest free agent signing, time athlete of the year, the New York Yankees, the biggest brand, biggest fan base, their guy, only a Yankee, you go out there on your Twitter trying to be first. You don't spell his name right. Now, Arson Judge is trending, and people are making Arson Judge shirts 
with the the meme of the little girl standing in front of the burning house. (laughs) And uh, John Heyman has people questioning his credibility. I don't question his credibility. He's been in the game a long time, but the game has changed. I kind of hate Twitter, especially with baseball and baseball news in the offseason. It's changes. I was talking to Marco. I'm like, when I was younger, this wasn't what happened in the winter. We didn't we weren't all refreshing Twitter. You kind of were on the outside. It was like the winter meetings were a private meeting set whether it was in Dallas, whether it was in Las Vegas, whether it was in San Diego, we were waiting to hear what came out of the winter meetings. We were not refreshing Twitter for fake accounts or fake news. We'd get it the next day, right? We'd get it the Sports next center, the next morning. Next day, a newspaper article or something. We wouldn't get tonight. 10 minutes ago, Mitch Hanniger Instagramming a story with Judge in a Giants uniform saying, come join the squad, and he tags Judge. Ugh. Social media, the digital so, age. Now Hanager I got to go look at that. Hanager, Hanager, what, what do you mean, Judge in a, in a Giants? It's, it's, a, it's a picture of Judge in a Giants uniform and said, Judge, come join the squad. Yeah, like that's going to really be the pitch that gets him. Mitch Hanniger. M underscore Hanny 17 on Instagram. He puts, let's ride. Let me turn that down. Let's ride. And then, oh, yeah, he has the uh, photoshopped image of Aaron Judge in a Giants uni. It doesn't look right to me, but it doesn't look wrong either. I'm sure Judge envisioned himself in San Francisco. But it's like, man, at this point, this thing, you know, it has gone in a way that I'm sure Judge didn't expect. I had the thought that, like, Okay, when Tom Brady retired and unretired, I think a lot of that was because it was leaked, right? It, it wasn't on Tom's terms. That's why we're watching Tom like we did on Monday night. He's still playing. This guy's 45, 23 years in the league. He's going to face off against Brock Purdy next week. Brock Purdy hasn't been alive as long as Tom Brady has been in the NFL. Tom Brady retired and unretired because he didn't like the terms that it hit the media, that it hit social media. I think there's something to be said about that with Judge. John Heyman, like, and that's why I immediately I was talking to Big, Big Mac, uh, everybody that was in here when I first came in around 6, 6.30. I'm like, I think this shifts in, even Izzo, I'm like, I think this shifts into the Yankees' favor. Because it wasn't an official announcement that he's a San Francisco Giant. Now they're on the clock. Now they're on the clock to make it real, to make it official. And now the pressure for him to choose, okay, now I think the longer that it comes, you know, the longer that it goes away from that initial report from John Heyman, he heard from someone, somebody, he's been in the game a long time. This isn't his first winter meetings. Seems like it's his first time using Twitter. But uh, I think the longer that it, it goes from that, if the Yankees do not want to be outbid, if they do not want to be humiliated, if they do not want to deal with the wrath of their own fans and their own New York media that's going to point at Hal and point at Cash and say, this is your fault, now is their time to swoop in, talk to Judge, talk to Judge Camp, and outbid San Francisco. I don't know if that happens tonight. I think because of this uh, you know, false alarm by John Heyman, this pushes it till tomorrow. I don't think they get it done tonight. I don't, how long are they going to be there tonight? Maybe. We've seen that happen, though. It's West Coast time. We've seen it happen. I talked about Cole. I woke up. I tried to stay up that night for Cole till like 12, 1. I'm washed. I fell asleep. I woke up the next morning. First thing I see him on my phone, we got Garrett Cole. Keith McPherson on the fan. We're going to get inside the 10 o'clock hour here. Last two hours of the show, and it's a little later. So we got to take all the calls. We got to get as many of you on to talk about this thing since I don't think it's happening tonight. 
Sweeney is actually going to join us at 10. I forgot about that. <laughs> and I was just texting with Sweeney about doing BXB, but we do have Sweeney Murdy joining us at 10. So after we talk to the Sweeney dog, we'll have your calls. More of that and more of this after this next break. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.